Welcome to the My Rules Are Better podcast. I'm Tom Barbelay. Today, the trilogy, the trifecta, perhaps, of rules. If I was smart, I'd have a third thing to say. Anyway, <laughs> today I am going to talk a little bit about wounds or health. And I was thinking, what is the order of importance that I describe these things? For the dry run component, movement is central. But next is associated with what kind of wounds or health or how this thing is categorized. And it seems interesting because this could be interchangeable with the discussion of weapons and damage. But I wanted to do this one first because I think this is actually more meta important for want of a better term than actually how damage is created. The wounds or health of various combatants in a role-playing game, a board game, or a war game define the dynamics associated with how long the game is going to be playable for. If you consider existing games where infantry typically have a single wound and they're knocked off the board with a certain degree of frequency, you get a sense that this is the defining factor associated with the length of gameplay. And if you have, say, you know, 60 infantry folk aside, you're going to assume it's going to be maybe a 6 to 10 turn game to get to a point of active resolution to this conflict. So... When you think of that, it's because there are 60 of these entities on either side that have a probability over time of just being snuffed out, for want of a better term, being removed from the board. So you have to think in terms of what does this interaction play like over time. So 60 figures, 60 figures. Okay. Consider a skirmish game where you have maybe 10 figures aside or 12 figures aside. You want a similar length of play. You want a certain length of play. Now, sometimes you want games that only run in 45 minutes. The quintessential lunchtime games, which can be put together, played, and packed up within 45 minutes. In those circumstances, some of what I'll say needs to fit into that time context. But what I'm talking about here typically are games that are intended to take two, maybe two and a half hours play with the view that if you wanted to increase the time frame, you just increase the number of units and expand it accordingly. So the health or wounds defines the length of time of play, and it defines it in a very specific way. So, for example, if you are back to the skirmish game, 12-a-side skirmish game, you want a circumstance where the individual entities in the game have more than one opportunity to be killed. There's a greater likelihood you will have wounding interactions. You'll have things where they, you know, maybe have an arm injured or a leg injured or these kind of things before they're taken out, before there's a fatality. And obviously there's a potential for fatality instantaneously, but through this gameplay, there needs to be a greater chance of other kinds of interaction, maybe things that require medical support, all these kind of bits and pieces, which you don't typically see in war games of 60 figures aside. It's the complexity is just too much based on the time frame that you want to play it in. But with smaller games, like I say, skirmish, uh, 12 aside, even five aside, you want a circumstance where this thing is going to play out for a little bit longer. So you want a slightly more complicated way of attributing wounds or reduction of health. If you look at the just plain chaos rules, this is designed for typically five aside or less gameplay. And this is slightly more role-playing game oriented. It's interesting in the crossover between war games and role-playing games because there you're dealing with individuals playing the individual entities, but you're still dealing with typically, you know, four or five combatants on one side and then um, typically the games master playing 
the opposing side of combatants. So similar kinds of things, even though you're dealing with slightly distinct game structures in terms of modes of play. So what you see through this is that the standard you know, Dungeons & Dragons health system, the standard kind of let's pack these individuals, let's pack these players with as much health as possible as they go through the various hacking and slashing. This is an interesting dynamic, and you can go to that extreme. I'm not actually an advocate for that. My perspective is, if you want to do that kind of rule set, by all means do. But it creates a problem, which I've discussed already through this podcast series, associated with characters just leveling up, leveling up to the point where you have these super human characters. And the what does this translate to in real life? There's a series on YouTube associated with what do D&D stats actually translate to? This is where it gets very interesting. I mean, certainly the folks that I knew in the late 80s who moved over to RuneQuest, for example, were so sick and tired of the Dungeons & Dragons dynamic of just kind of super health-laden characters. And I think RuneQuest was probably the first game, or at least the first game to my knowledge, that had, you know, arms and legs and chest and head statistics. So rather than being injured in general you'd be injured with regards to your right leg, which would slow you down, or your you know, left arm, which means you couldn't fire a bow, or all these kind of things. And this is a dynamic that I actually wanted in the Just Plain Chaos rule set. So I think I'm a strong advocate, in fact, for using body part wound dynamics as a means of creating a slightly more complicated, slightly more interesting game, particularly if you have means of healing wounds, which is obviously in the Just Plain Chaos rule set as well, and means of interacting with players over time where it's not just straight shooting, 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 stabbing, stabbing, stabbing. There's actually an interaction where players can fall back, have wounds treated, these kind of things. And what interests me in the World War II, World War One, Vietnam-era conflict is the lack of these kind of dynamics and rules. It would be considerably more interesting if... In skirmish games, for example, you had potential for people to have, you know, leg injuries or arm injuries or these kind of things that could be potentially treated, could define them as being no longer combatants in a particular conflict, although obviously they could still be, you know, overrun and killed and these kind of things. And certainly a dynamic that I've used through the Just Plain Chaos rules is when an enemy gets injured to a certain extent, certain amount of, you know, just general killing or blood loss or what have you, there is a potential for them to try to surrender. And the surrender process is actually a very interesting dynamic in a war game, which is rarely handled. The notion that rather than complete decimation, you could get to a circumstance where there are, you know, five or ten or what have you um, folks left in the battle, and they make this choice to surrender, which has a strategic disadvantage in some regard, but probably also should have a points advantage as well. These are the kinds of really interesting dynamics that you can start exploring just through how you pick how the health and wound system is going to work in your game. And I think what fascinates me th through this is the ability to have a whole series of dynamics that haven't really properly been explored yet. The potential there is very great, actually, to create new and interesting dynamics just through how health is maintained. and. I think really that should give a broad introduction to some of my thinking to this. Obviously, you know, in fantasy, you have, you know, ogres, dragons, a wide variety of monstrous beasts that could have a vastly greater number of wounds potentially than your average infantry person. 
there's this element as well. But I think certainly what this gives a potential rule creator, certainly someone who's rolling their own rules for the first time, is an ability to explore a series of dynamics that aren't familiar. Now, this is a double-edged sword, right? Creating rule sets which are just cookie-cutter other rule sets has the advantage that most people play one set of rules, they'd pick up another set of rules. But creating these dynamics and these divergences from the way things have commonly been done, see how you introduce that to people. I mean, what I found fascinating with RuneQuest was this was a major selling point for this rule system in the late 80s, was that they had realised that people were just like, eh, I'm sick of D&D in this dynamic. They created a rule system which was compatible in some regard to D&D, but had a very different way of looking at turns, very different way of looking at health, very different way of looking at how you actually represented this, and then now people played into that in a gameplay sense. So I think certainly the potential is there, and I wanted to record this more for inspiration than anything. The, you know, these dynamics don't have to be written in stone. They don't have to be exactly the way others have done it. But start exploring other kinds of interactions through the way in which you create health and wound systems. Anyway, as I say at the end of every podcast, this is a word of mouth podcast. If you like this podcast, please tell other folks about it. Please let me know if you're enjoying it as well. My email address, bravo alpha romeo, bravo alpha lima echo tango, my last name, barbalay at gmail.com. You can get in contact and just let me know that you're enjoying this. I got a wonderful piece of correspondence from a fellow who had never heard about the first Chechen Wars. It's like, you told me about the first Chechen Wars. Now I've discovered it. I'm making a bunch of terrain. These kind of interactions are the reason that I do this podcast. So if you're listening to this podcast, if you're enjoying this podcast, if you're hearing this podcast on YouTube, you're hearing this podcast on YouTube to motivate you to go to myrulesabetter.com and to start downloading the audio or subscribe to iTunes or you know, wherever else you're getting your podcasts from. So Tom Barbalay here in San Jose, two down, one to go, signing out.